Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Force for Girls podcast. I'm Ricardo. I'm Courtney. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we're going to be talking about a very exciting subject, analysis paralysis. What comes to mind when you think of analysis paralysis? When I think about analysis paralysis, I think about a person, female, he, she, everybody, right? It doesn't matter. Just a person scared, sitting in the corner, shaking, shivering, because they can't move out of that corner. And the room, I see them in the corner of the room with a circle around them, a very tight circle, and they got to stay inside the confines of that circle. Mm-hmm. And they can't move. Yeah. So they're paralyzed because they can't make a decision and they're overthinking every single thing that they could possibly be doing. Yeah. And obsessing over it. That's an interesting visual because I think of a flat line, you know, like in the hospital, the machine that, you know, it's just keeping your vitals and it's a steady pace. It's beep. Beep. And then when something goes wrong, it's kind of beep, 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 beep. And it gets louder. It gets faster. And then eventually it just flat lines. So that's kind of where it's like going, going, going. And I'm overwhelmed. Uh, My brain is tapped out. I can't handle this, you know, or I can't even look at the next step. So, well, I'll tell you why I think about it that way and that strongly, because when I get into that loop of analysis paralysis where I'm over researching, overthinking, and I can't make a decision, right? over Mm -hmm. something that really doesn't fundamentally matter. When I picture this image, it wakes me up and gets me out of that state. Yeah, that's a powerful image. So when I think about that, I'm like, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to be there. I don't want to come across like that. So stop it. Yeah, yeah. But that's the image that snaps me out of it and gets me moving. That's a yeah. That's a good, so tip, I'm going to take that tip for myself. Yeah, have a clear image that you can just think of and snap out of it. So I jotted down, so I do, I overthink and then I start to overanalyze and then I get obsessed and then I am suddenly just overwhelmed. And so I really have to pace myself here. Hold on, break those steps down again, please. Overthink, overanalyze, obsess and overwhelm. Okay, so what is the difference between overthink and overanalyze? What what's the delta? What's the differential there? I feel like thinking is more of a casual, like, oh, what if this? You know, that's that's the first kind of phase of it for me. And so it's a very innocent, I mean well, I'm not doing the wrong steps yet, but then it goes into overanalyze. I am researching this. I am, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of things I'll come to you and I'll still be in this research phase and I'll ask for your feedback or something. And I clearly already know what I want. You know, like I clearly know exactly what direction I want to go. I just need somebody else to validate that and confirm I'm right. You know, so that is not healthy. And just like you do talk to me a lot, it's it's same thing with self-soothing. Don't, you know, figure out how you feel, how you can get yourself feeling in the right state before you rely on anything outside of you, you know, so it's kind of that same thing. Like, what do you think? And I just go into that overanalyze and it's paralyzing, you know, because I obsess. And then by the time I'm obsessed with it, I'm overwhelmed. And by the time I'm overwhelmed, I'm just like, I I can't do anything. Like 
No, you're done. Screw it all. Yeah. And it's just obviously not a healthy mindset, but that's where, when I learned the phrase, I had never associated overanalyzing to being paralyzed or stagnant or giving up, you know, let's call it what it is. So when I hear that, that wakes me up. I'm like, no, 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 no. You are not locking me in a cage. Like I have the damn key. Let's see. What do we need to do? What resources? What carry on, you know, look at the next step and ask myself about possibilities instead of focusing on this one thing that won't work when there's millions of other things in the world. I will say this. There is some power and some growth that happens when you step away from the situation. It's very helpful to step away from the situation and then come back to it. Now, it's a whole different conversation that we would be having if you step away and never come back and just plainly give up. That's an issue. But if you're just stepping away and just saying, okay, I can't deal with this right now, you step away for a couple of minutes, depending on the thing. Sometimes you can step away for a couple of minutes. Sometimes you have the flexibility to step away for a couple of days, right? So anywhere in between, but just stepping away and taking a breather in, maybe sitting down and meditating or taking a 30-second meditation break or a breath Mm -hmm. and just really getting centered back to where you were and then you can go back to it with a clear head. Yeah. And it's, well, two two quotes I wrote down. And um, Oprah says, when you don't know what to do, do nothing. And she's not saying never do anything again. Okay. So it's just, but it's saying in that moment of overwhelm, the pause is more important than you pushing through in a direction you know you're not supposed to go. But when I was making notes before we came on, I, I wrote down to myself, I was like, okay, well, what do we do about it, right? And so, of course, Vanilla Ice stopped collaborating, listen, came to my brain, and I couldn't get it out of my head because I was like, you know, that actually is pretty solid three steps. First stop, collaborate with yourself, like recalibrate what is going on, and then listen to your inner voice, listen to the feedback, listen to yourself, your gut, you know, whatever fill in the blank you want to put there, but actually listen. And then by all means, go to others for their feedback or advice or whatever professional steps you need to take. But if you aren't listening to yourself right there, what are you really doing? And so that's my best. That's what helps me a lot. And yeah, I'll literally put myself in timeout, like laugh at me if you will. Adult timeout is called meditation and I quite enjoy it, you know, but it's, it's hard sometimes to just sit down and be like, okay, I'm not going to continue with these angry thoughts or these worrisome thoughts and just sit there, but it starts to unravel. And the more I do it, the easier it becomes to kind of snap from state to state. So stop collaborating. Listen, by the way, on a side note, (laughs) when anyone says, all right, stop. Do you just automatically think collaborate and listen, or is that just me? That is so I, every time, every time. Okay, because every time, it doesn't matter. And anytime I hear anyone just say, all right, stop or stop. I even the hear first the thing is collaborate and listen. Boom. So we already know the steps. We already know what to do to calm ourselves down. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I love it, Courtney. Thank you. I love it. Really happy. I was anyway. Thank you, Vanilla Ice, for your wisdom. So what are your thoughts right now or how do you pull yourself out of it? I think about that guy. Like I said, I think about myself trapped in the corner and I don't want to be that person. That's not who I am. Yeah. And so if I run around loops and then I'll go talk to Jesse, I'll go talk to somebody and Jesse will be like, dude, you're like overthinking it. 
So one of the silly ones right now, and I say it's silly because it is silly, that I could very easily get into analysis paralysis about is I'm going to go buy myself a new turntable, right? A new record player, if you will. And so it comes in black and white. And if I really sit there and overanalyze, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to take action and I'm not going to move forward. And I'm like, do I want a black one? Do I want a white one? Well, if I get a black one, it's going to get dusty. It's going to show every single piece of dust and every single piece of dog hair. But if I get the white one, it just, uh, I don't know. I just don't know about the white one because it just, it's white. <laughs> I just don't know about a white turntable. It just doesn't go with my flow or my personality. But then again, if I go back to the black one, then every time that the dogs come into my, see, there it goes. Is it? It's more a figure eight kind of thing as well as a circle. So we all it have different shapes, but is. we're not getting out of the cycle. We're not helping. It ourselves. is. And then it's like, oh, but then where am I going to put it? And then, then this and then, then that. And then am I actually going to use it? What am I going to plug into it could go on and on and on and on and on and on to the mm-hmm. break of dawn if right. I allow myself to go into that loop. But that's how it starts. And for you, what's your turntable? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, some decisions are way more complex than this. Obviously, I, this is a small one, but it doesn't really matter the size of the decision. You can go into that spiral and that analysis paralysis loop very easily. Mm-hmm. very you know, easily. And one thing you reminded me of, so the first time, well, our first Tony Robbins event, 2014, but I, one of the most profound thoughts that I walked away with because I struggled with this or am working through it, but is when he has someone up in an intervention and basically they say, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. And he's like, if you did know, what would you say? Or he would, so he asked these follow-up questions. It's like, okay, well, if you did know what you want, what would you want to do? You know, and you're kind of tricking your brain to give you an answer and get you out of that step. And that was a really powerful tool for me just to share that with everybody. It is. I will say this. You say you're working through it and it happens, but I'll give this disclaimer. Analysis paralysis can happen to anybody at any time. And we can all fall praise. We can all fall to this. Good distinction. Yeah. Like no one's above this or beyond this. Mm-hmm. It's just you don't call it that or maybe you don't realize it or maybe you snap out it. Maybe you've learned and trained yourself to snap out of it really quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we all are privy to this. And it's just a part of life, especially if it's a complicated choice. This, that, this. Or I've seen a lot of people suffer from this because it's a financial choice. Yeah. And we're worried about how this will affect our future. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good thought. One, I did. So we're not supposed to know the outcome or have a guarantee before we jump. But yes, we want well, it. There'll be moments in time where I'm like, give me the guarantee before I make a decision. But that's the whole point of jumping, you guys, is that you won't know. You just have to go because the lessons in the trusting yourself or the trusting your patterns and habits and behaviors, whatever. So just holding off to know for sure, it's kind of, it's that perfectionist, perfectionist procrastinator. You know, you're waiting for the perfect time. It doesn't exist. So 
you can't even define perfect until you start and get going and actually can see the full process and know how to analyze it. So to me, it's a similar thing where it's just, you're not doing yourself any good by staying mm-hmm. obsessed in this. And that's where I, so I do, I will just pick one. I'll just pick one. Well, which option do I think is best? And, you know, either I'm going to love it or I'm going to find out a lot quicker. It wasn't the right decision, right? But I could go a month or a year still analyzing this and waiting and holding off. And that just hasn't served me well. So, Huge disclaimer. I want to throw something out here real quick. What is the difference between research and analysis paralysis? There's a difference. Mm-hmm. So if you're you if you're to, making yeah. the purchase, if you're fixing to take some action, if you're doing this, if you're purchasing some insurance, if you you know, let's just say that mm-hmm. it is yeah. important to do your due diligence and do some research. Yes, absolutely. We want to research it. However, mm-hmm. if when you get to the point to where you are well informed and make the good decision. And still don't do anything that can very easily turn into analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. But definitely, yeah. if it's a big life decision, like you're buying a new car, you're moving to a new city, you're getting a new job, things like that. Do your research. Make sure that you're getting what you need out of this choice. Like, does it do this? Does it do that? Does it have Bluetooth? Hello? Right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Does it support this? Does it support that? Will it will this piece of hardware? I'm just because I'm an IT guy. I'm a computer dude. Will this piece of hardware (laughs) support me for three, four, five, six years down the line? Or will it be outdated in one year because it only has USB A 2.0 ports? Right. Well, I would say like when you get to that point where you're you figured out the answer or you've read a few articles on it or a few reviews on the negative and positive reviews are great but like reviews are amazing but YouTube. if you're going through reading every single negative review um honey you already know your answer correct <laughs> if you're taking the time to go through every negative review to be like convince me this is not the right decision it's not the right decision you know correct. so there's certain things that like yes they're helpful but everything in moderation right but if it, I don't know. You know how whenever you're looking for a news story and you notice that all the major news websites, like, I don't know, I'm we're in DFW, so like Fox, CBS, NBC, all these major ones, they're using the same base article and just changing, you know, the name of their correspondent or something. But like, I don't know. So that's just an example I've seen a lot where I'll be looking for information on a news story desperately and it's all the same story. I'm just seeing the same exact story with, you know, a few different words. Different words. So to me, that's the analogy I want to point out when it comes to research. Like you can read, if you're still learning new things and adding that to your wisdom and it's helping you on your pros and cons list. Awesome. If you're reading the same stuff over and over and over and over, hoping it'll help you decide or helping you, maybe this 20th article has something else. You're in analysis paralysis. Real quick, let's go to the comments. Heather Davila. Hey, Hello, hey, Heather. Heather. She says, yes, our brains, our brain loves to spin and overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And Jesse, my sweet Jesse, my sweet Jesse, Jesse. Your Jesse queen. Jesse, Jess. <laughs> she told me to stop calling her sweetie. She's like, you never call me sweetie in real life. Why do you call me sweetie when you call me out on the podcast? I'm like, I don't know, sweetie. <laughs> She says, 
I think analysis paralysis is when you don't or can't make the decision. That's a good point. Yeah. Like you just are stalling or you physically are not able to make the decision. Yeah. Correct. And that's where that's it's important common. to b- walk away and step back and take a breather. Mm-hmm. Like we have time. Like I fall trapped to this too. We have time, you guys. Like I'm not saying don't do your work today or anything like that and like just put it off, do it whenever. But you have time to make your goals happen. You have time to save the money. You have time to plan strategically without being obsessed in that unhealthy way. And so we just got to remember, like chill out. We have time. Like it's literally just repeating certain habits over and over that make the success. It's not really the time people put into it. It's what did they do consistently in that time. Yet as humans, we obsess over time and add that as a factor to, I don't know, kind of light a fire under our feet when we're trying to make these decisions. And that's another thing that just isn't really helping you. It, it clutters the clarity. If you're So focused. another thing is, what about when you have five, six, seven, eight decisions that you have to make at the same time? That mm-hmm. could cause some analysis paralysis. That can. Okay, and I'm going to answer. One, and then it's not one single decision that you have many choices. It's you got to make one choice from five or six different things. You got to go quick. You got to go. Do. Now, Tony Robbins does talk a lot about decisions and the power of a quick decision. You got to start practicing making quick decisions. And do. I don't know. There's nothing magic I can tell you that's like, yeah, you won't screw up. Don't worry. You won't ever fall on your face. But you'll get better at recognizing which decision's quicker. But your gut knows. Your gut knows. So and it's also overwhelming, though. Yeah. When you get hit with a bunch of decisions at the same time and that list starts to pile up, it can get very extremely overwhelming. Extreme. And that just freezes you up. Because remember, analysis paralysis, all these feelings and emotions that are going through our body is fight or flight. Mm-hmm. We're getting overwhelmed. We're getting scared. We're getting worried that that tiger is to come through the office door and attack us, but it's not really there. Yeah. And so what do we do? We freeze. Mm-hmm. Shut down. Yeah. We shut down because we can't do anything because we're scared. We get overwhelmed. We get all these emotions in our body. So again, just go back to getting centered and breathe and that'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stop and breathe. You're you're still reminding me of that. Yes. Even on our, that's one thing we've made it a point to practice on the live. And that's because it's better to have a better quality show with us being chilled out than one or both of us being stressed out or overwhelmed because we think we have to do it a certain way or are scared to have lag time. You know, that's been a big lesson to me while we've been doing this. Our friend, Ernie Martinez. Martinez. I don't know why I said it like that. I should be ashamed of myself. (laughs) My friend, Ernie Martinez. He says, I find analysis paralysis with a lot of IT executives recently fear of making the wrong decision because of their need for certainty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We haven't even touched on that. There's a whole like eight hours. That's a whole thing right there. Of the people you want to make the right decisions, it's our IT executives, right? You do. I will say that that what we were talking about earlier applies to IT executives in particular that there's high financial at stake there because mm-hmm. it's tens of millions of dollars at stake with the decision of 
are they going to go? Are we going to go with Dell? Are we going to go with HP? What kind of support are they going to provide us? That type of thing. Yeah. What kind of infrastructure do we need? Because it's man hours, millions and millions of hours, dollars that can turn into hours of work. And what teams are going to support this infrastructure? So, yeah, I mean, those decisions weigh heavily on people. Okay. What I just heard when he was talking or the lesson I just took from him is that if you can't make a quick decision, ask better questions. Ask Mm. the right questions. Because that's all you just did was sit there and list actual clarifying questions that you need to know. Nothing else. You weren't like, what would people think of me if we do this? What would Oh, no. Would it be a cool decision? Like, you're not wasting any time on that BS. You know, it's just no. Like, is this going to be most efficient? Is this this? Can we support it? Yeah. Is it supportable? How much more training will we have to give our people, our staff, in order to support this new technology if we decide to make a drastic change in the infrastructure? Yeah. Welcome to the IT Hour at Force for Growth, where we're talking IT logistics, infrastructure, and hardware and hardware support. Thank you so much for tuning in. (laughs) Um, You cracked me up. You quoted Oprah. What was the Oprah quote you said earlier? If you don't know what to do, do nothing. Okay, but she all she's very confusing at times because it's all situational, right? Yeah. Because she also says not making a decision is making a decision. Yes, that is exactly true. The lack of choosing, you are choosing. It's a choice. You're making a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we make choices all the time, whether we, we call do. them that or not. Whether, yeah, the lack of making the choice, the, the lack of making a decision and walking away and deciding not to deal with it, that's also a choice. Not the best choice because the decision still has to be made eventually, but it's still a choice. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you like and share this episode. Comment below. Leave us your feedback. We want to hear what you have to say and your thoughts on analysis paralysis. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Force for Growth. And always remember to be a force for good, a force for growth, and a force for greatness. Bye. Thank you.